This is Hallway Chats, where we meet people who use WordPress. We ask questions, and our guests share their stories, ideas, and perspectives. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 119. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Tara Clays. And I'm Liam Dempsey. Today, we're joined by Keenan Copenhaver. Keenan is the CTO at Alpha Particle, a digital consultancy that helps their clients plan and execute their digital projects. He believes that technology isn't always the answer, but when it is, it's important to get it right. Hi, Keenan. Hey, Tara and Liam. Thanks for having me. Nice to see you, Keenan. Thanks for joining us. Um, can you start out by telling us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Yeah. So like Liam said, I'm Keenan. I run a company in Chicago here. Uh, we're in the merchandise market, for those of you who know the area. And currently enjoying a very uh, mild winter, which is great. I hope I didn't jinx anything by by bringing that up now. But um, yeah, I've been in, in the WordPress space for six or seven years. Uh, and I really enjoy it and enjoy kind of getting to know the community and the people in it, which is uh, why, you know, Tara, when you and I were talking about hallway chats, it was kind of really interesting to me to that you kind of gathered this community around your your podcast. So I'm happy to be here and, and talk to you guys. What is your journey to WordPress? Uh, so I kind of on a lark in college decided I wanted to build a website, which of course I thought was going to be, you know, the next billion dollar thing. Um, and I didn't really know anything about it. So I started just kind of Googling like how to build a website, stuff like that. Um, and very quickly realized that there were already lots of tools um, to help people do these sorts of things. So um, I experimented with a couple of those on my own, um, but then ended up taking an internship, uh, with an agency here in Chicago, um, that was primarily a WordPress shop. So most of what they did was WordPress. Um, and so, you know, throughout the course of my internship and when I eventually took uh, a full-time position with them, um, you know, day in, day out was, was WordPress working on client sites and things like that. Um, so I've found it really interesting as a platform and really powerful and, um, able to help people, you know, work on the web on their own without necessarily needing a developer like me, um, which is, which is super empowering for uh, clients and people who run their own businesses and things. Um, and so I kind of just never looked back uh, at that point. Um, still do a lot of WordPress, but also we've been kind of expanding into other uh, PHP frameworks and things too. Um, but really what, what stuck with WordPress for me was, you know, how easy it was and how powerful it was for people. Um, but then also the kinds of people that were involved in the community, like we've, like we talked about a little bit, um, to who, you know, spend a lot of their time giving back and helping other people come up behind them and, um, and get started doing the same thing. Is Alpha Particle, are you one of the founders of that company? Or? Yeah. So it's myself and my business partner, Jay. Um, and we, we started the company in May of 2017. Um, so we've been around just about two and a half years. Um, and like I said, because, you know, initially when we started the company, especially like if you, if you were looking around searching for an answer to a WordPress problem or looking at me personally, like WordPress answers would be what would come back um, in Google. And so that's why a lot of our early work was WordPress. And we still do a lot of that at our core, um, but we also expanded and have expanded and do um, digital strategy and, and things that aren't necessarily code um, as well. So. What was your transition to uh, starting your own company like? Well, uh, so yeah, so Jay, Jay and I uh, ha have worked together previously uh, a couple of jobs ago, and uh, I kind of went off and, and was just a you know pure developer for a while. Um, 
But, uh, you know, a couple years after we, we parted ways at our last company, um, he approached me and said, Hey, you know, uh, I'm kind of interested in, in starting my own thing. Um, you know, I'd really like for you to come on board and, and, you know, work with me, um, on it. And, you know, he and I get along really well. We always have, uh, we do even more. So now I'd say after sharing some Airbnbs early on in the company days, um, but you know, I, I really enjoy kind of the, the fact that we're in control of our own destiny in a lot of ways. Uh, we can choose the kind of clients we want to work with. We can choose, you know, where we think we have the most impact. Um, we have the capability to say, hey, you know, we know that somebody told you that WordPress would be good for this project, but like, we don't really think that's the case. Or, you know, have you considered WordPress? We think it'd be really good for you. Um, and, you know, we just like having that, the ability to make those uh, decisions and, and advise our clients in that way that we didn't uh, necessarily get to do that before when we were just kind of employees. Yeah, there's a lot of change in the in the WordPress environment right now with respect to the CMS. You know, we had Gutenberg about a year or so ago. We've been getting Gatsby and a lot of static sites, and there's some challenges in with the community. So we're seeing other content management systems come up. At the risk of going too deep, because I that's not really where our show focuses. What other what other platforms are you using? And and kind of could you talk a little bit about why this platform or that platform is a strength over WordPress for this type or that type of client need. Sure. Yeah. So we, we've started to get uh, relatively deep into the Laravel ecosystem. Laravel, for those who don't know, is a PHP framework um, that's not as focused on content management per se, but um, they have a great package called Nova, which kind of gives you an admin area that's similar to uh, the WordPress admin. Um, but it's a lot more customizable. And the, the reason we choose Laravel and that sort of stuff over WordPress is you get less out of the box, but you're also able to make uh, more, you know, easier to make things like associations between objects, which in WordPress would be uh, considered post types, I guess. Um, and for, for a couple of our clients that have wanted more of a web app as opposed to a blog or, or a content site, uh, we've, we've chosen Laravel. And we end up bringing in um, the CMS portion of it too, because there's always some need to manage content. Uh, but, but we really like that. And uh, we, we've only just kind of started to get into the static site stuff. Um, it's interesting to me how like things are cyclical such that when the web started, everyone was just like building HTML pages and all that stuff. Um, and now it's kind of going back to that after having gone super heavy into like, Oh, everything comes from a database and all that. Um, so we're really, we're really liking the stuff that we're seeing with react and, and Gatsby just because, you know, obviously it's great to have your site load, you know, quicker than you can snap your fingers. And, um, and the interesting hybrid between getting that performance and still being able to edit your content at WordPress. Um, the, the downside there that we've seen is it, it's a little more work to make it work if you're building a site that has a ton of content on it, just because of uh, a lot of the, those workflows are based around like constantly having the site rebuild whenever you make changes. Um, so for some of our clients who are publishing, you know, 15 to 20 posts a day, or they have five different writers that are putting content up, um, we, we've looked into it and, and haven't been able to use that. But um, WordPress definitely supports that as well. And you can do a lot of stuff with caching and stuff like that. So, you know, that's, that's kind of the, our, our thing is we don't, we're not necessarily prescriptive um, when, you know, we use the same tool on every project. It's kind of like, we want to talk to you as a client and see, you know, what your problem, what your uh, problem that you're trying to solve is. And, and we like having a lot of different tools in our toolbox for that reason. Yeah, that was a good answer. Thank you for that. Sure. I see you firing up a question. Well, 
I was going to actually kind of back up a little bit more and uh, before we get too far down technology and and chat a little bit about having your own business and doing the variety of things that you're doing, how do you go about getting clients? Um, so it kind of depends. Uh, we do we do a fair amount of referral business. Um, the, the tech scene in Chicago, I mean, Chicago is a big city, uh, but the tech scene in Chicago is relatively small, especially for the kind of work that we do. Um, so, you know, there's two or three meetups that we attend pretty regularly. Um, we, we speak pretty regularly at those. Um, and so we have a pretty broad network of people from those kind of events. Um, they're happy to, you know, have us work with that potential client because they know it's, you know, a win for them to have referred somebody. Um, and, and, you know, they want the project to be successful, even if it's not them who's taking it on. Um, we do a fair amount of um, speaking in, in other cities at other conferences, so work camps or um, even conferences like in the broader PHP community. Um, I personally just really enjoy, you know, traveling and speaking and meeting people. So um, with that, and, and I have, you know, random YouTube video tutorials or things that are kind of scattered around the internet that every once in a while someone will email me and say, hey, like this solved my problem. Um, thank you. But, you know, I know I'm going to have other issues on this project. Are you guys available for just like code review or consulting or stuff like that? Um, so it, it's kind of, uh, you know, we have a, we have a lot of different uh, methods and, and sources for, for work. Um, some of them, you know, are better than others. And, and so we're trying to grow those that are getting us good clients and getting us the kind of work and the outcomes that we want. Um, and then that's, that's kind of been how we've, we've done it for the past couple of years. So, since you are on a higher level dev at end of things, are your clients mostly agencies? We do a lot of work for agencies. Uh, we do a lot of work for bigger publishers uh, in the WordPress space. So we recently uh, just wrapped up a project uh, for Penske Media. Um, they wanted a, a plugin built out. They they have devs internally, um, but this you know they were booked up with other projects, and so they said, "Hey, could you guys come in and build this plugin?" Um, and we did. It, it took some of their uh, code that was already running and just kind of packaged up so they could roll it out across a bunch of other other sites. Um, so that's right now it's running on sites like Footwear News and Rolling Stone um, and, a, and a bunch of, of those other uh, their properties. So uh, a lot of, yeah, because the the bigger agencies and the bigger publishing shops and stuff like that are the ones who really are more invested in custom development. Uh, we do we do a lot of work for, for people like that. But also... Um, like our friends who are freelancers, a lot of them really specialize in themes and doing stuff on the front end. Um, and so if they get a request from one of their clients, like, hey, can you build me this plugin? Um, sometimes we help them out and, and do the, the plugin stuff that they're not necessarily as adept at doing. And, and you know, that goes the other way, too. If there's a really uh, like a project that fits right up their alley and, and that's not necessarily our proficiency, we'll, we'll give that to them as well. How do you um, divide up work with your uh, partner? How do you guys work together? Um, so Jay uh, has a pretty heavy background in project management and kind of business operations. Um, so it's really nice for me. I've tried freelancing just on my own a couple times in the past. Uh, and the things that bogged me down were, you know, like figuring out contracts and making sure I'm doing all like the HR stuff, uh, you know, properly. Um, so he's really great at that and really great at, you know, managing projects as they come in and interacting with clients, making sure everyone kind of knows what's going on. Um, 
And, you know, the stuff that falls to me is the, the actual coding. Um, we have uh, a combination of full-time employees and freelancers that we work with. Um, so, you know, a lot of my day-to-day -day is, is managing them, making sure they're not stuck on a task or, you know, they need server access or something from me. Keenan, tell us a little bit of how you first got involved with the WordPress community. Sure. Um, so back when I was working at the agency job here in Chicago, um, you know, we were uh, a WordPress VIP partner. So we were working on really big WordPress projects, like a lot of these other agencies you hear about, uh, 10 up and, and human made and others. Um, but I noticed that, you know, they were kind of sharing their work via open source. They were speaking at conferences and doing all this stuff. Um, but we, you know, we weren't necessarily doing the same. And so I, uh, you know, thought we could benefit from that. Um, and I kind of just raised it as, you know, a question to the company, like who would be interested in doing this? Um, but, you know, developers as a, as a general rule aren't super psyched about, you know, going and speaking and all that sort of stuff. And so um, everybody kind of just looked at me and said, like, okay, well, like, you could do that. <laughs> and, uh, and that's kind of how it started. So I started, uh, you know, applying to speak at WordCamps um, and uh, just kind of going um, and meeting people. They were all in uh, cities that I, you know, hadn't known anybody in previously. So uh, it was really cool to be able to kind of get involved with the local WordPress communities there. Um, and I think kind of what sealed it for me was then after I had gone to all those local events, um, going to WordCamp US my first year, uh, back when it was in Philadelphia, um, and seeing all these people that I had met at the local camps. And it was kind of like a reunion in a lot of ways, which is pretty cool. Um, and seeing kind of the bigger community come together um, was, was really awesome for me. Um, and yeah, I've been, uh, you know, engaging at WordCamp, speaking at WordCamps and going to WordPress events ever since. Yeah, uh, we met at Pressnomics, right? Yep, Pressnomics down in Tucson uh, this year, which is really cool. That one was one I had heard about in the past um, and never been able to make it to. So when it was announced this year, I told Jay, I was like, yep, let's buy tickets. We're going to go because as I heard, this is going to be awesome. Um, and it was cool. So yeah, uh, I, I really enjoy the WordPress community. I have a lot of great friends online and some that I've been able to meet in person. Um, which is really cool. Um, and yeah, we're actually, uh, we're Jay and I both are on the organizing committee for WordCamp Chicago next year. So uh, we're hoping that a lot of that same energy comes to comes to us here in Chicago as well. Great. Well, maybe I'll get out there for that one. Keenan, I'd like to ask you, uh, kind of get off, off direct business and tech, although you may come back to it uh, with your answer, but I would like to ask you about success. What can you define success as it, what it means to you? Sure. Um, so I think, you know, uh, we, we chatted about this a little bit earlier that there's kind of, you know, professional success versus personal success. And, and it's, those are two different things to me, I think, um, maybe, you know, because I enjoy the work that I do, they're more tied in for me than most people, but, uh, professionally, you know, I think when you start your own company or whatever, um, you kind of have this idea that it's going to be, you know, the next huge thing, or you're going to sell it for $20 million and retire or whatever. Um, but you know, now like for me that I've been in it, I think success is really that, um, you know, we're able to keep the lights on and keep everybody who we want to work with employed and be able to work with the people we want to work with and, and do work that we can really be proud of. Um, and you know, when you run your own company or, or, you know, work as a developer or whatever, you get a lot of awesome opportunities that you wouldn't necessarily get working in other industries, things like going to conferences and taking trips to see clients and things like that. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm really excited and happy that, you know, we're able to do all that and, and, you know, as, as part of our, our company. So I think that's success is seeing where we are and, 
not necessarily shooting for 20 million or 50 million or whatever number it is, but just kind of gradually improving and um, feeling proud of the work you're doing day to day at the same time. Uh, personally, I mean, I think for me, it's just, um, I'm, I'm very lucky to have, you know, an apartment that I love in the, in a city that's awesome and, and lots of friends to hang out with and a cat who walks across my keyboard way too often. Um, and is, is fun to hang out with even when he's being very annoying. So for me, that's the kind of stuff that's important and, and makes me feel successful even on, you know, bad days and, and days that aren't, aren't going so great. So. I had a cat that would not get off my keyboard yesterday. I can relate to that. I'm not sure I would describe that as being pleasant experience, but, <laughs> but the cat and at times is pleasant. That's true. And I think Liam and I both can speak to uh, a passion for Chicago. Liam probably mm -hmm. more than me because he grew up there, but I mm -hmm. lived there for a bit as well. It's a great city. Yeah. Pizza. Italian sauce beef combo with cheese and hot peppers. <laughs> there you go. That's those are your credentials established right there. You got which, it. You got it. Said. If you can hit Susie's on Montrose <laughs> before four a.m., it's an all right. It's an all right roll. <laughs> yep. Yep. Which, which pizza was the question? I think for me. So we, uh, my family, always went to Giordano's when we were growing up. So that's been uh, yeah. that's one of my favorites. Uh, but, yeah. But I, I like it all as well. So it's. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Giordano's. I'm a yeah. lose guy myself. <laughs> I was just there last weekend, so I feel you on that. Mm -hmm. Now you're just showing off. <laughs> pizza. Pizza. Yeah, I, I've been known to take those on the plane coming back east before. <laughs> you can get them. Uh, not You can cook them at home. It's yeah. fun to do. Yeah. Keenan, I want to touch on something. Sorry, I just cut you off, Tara. Is that all right? Yes. All right, you're waving to me to go ahead. Keenan, you touched on something in success around, and I'm not going to get it verbatim, but success is being able to continue the employ to employ the people that you want to work with. Mm -hmm. And as an employer, I imagine that's a burden, right? You, know, you're, you and Jay are saying, hey, this is our pipeline. This is our cash. This is what we've agreed to pay the other people that work for us. You know, we can take more or less out of the company as we need, you know, we can skip paying ourselves, but we can't do that with our people, right? That's just, it's not going to endear them well to you. And it's not going to take care of them in the way that you probably want. Mm -hmm. How do you manage the stress of that? Because every successful business, even though it's doing well, is still, you know, it's all down to cash, right? How, sure. Not so much how do you manage the logistics of money? I, I don't want to get into that, but really I want to get into the, how do you manage the stress of, making sure that dinner goes home on the table of your employees, regardless of what's coming in the door that week. For sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, you know, when you look back at when we hired our first uh, full-time person, we were relatively conservative. We honestly probably could have hired someone sooner and taken some of the straight dev work off of my plate sooner. Um, but we, we had a lot of conversations around. We really wanted to be sure that we felt we had, you know, the brand recognition, the pipeline and all this stuff to, to keep the work flowing in, even when, um, you know, that we, we had commitments and full-time employees and stuff like that. So I think the biggest thing for us and, and how I look at it is, um, you know, we've been around for two and a half years. We've been through a lot of cycles of, we have a ton of work and then we finish that work and we have no work. Right. And, and, you know, we've just seen that, uh, we either have people we can reach out to or, you know, 
through, uh, you know, luck or coincidence or whatever, when we're running out of work, we get a referral comes in. That's a big, a big win for us and things like that. Um, and so I, I think, you know, it definitely is, a, it definitely is stressful at times, but, um, you know, we, we just do our best to, to show up every day and, and do good work and um, proactively, you know, kind of make connections and things that could, uh, that could help us if we get into kind of a, a trouble period. But, um, you know, like you said, things ebb and flow and, and we've seen enough of those that it kind of every time we're down in a trough and we, you know, come back up out of it, it kind of increases our confidence. Like, yeah, there's things we can do, um, even if we get in a rough situation and, you know, having, having a bigger team has actually only helped us smooth that out because before when we took on more work, we'd stop doing marketing, we'd stop doing outreach and we'd stop because we were just heads down in the work. Um, but now that we've, you know, have people to help us with the actual work, um, Jay and I can kind of continue to do some of that outreach and marketing, even when we have a lot of project work going on. So I think, you know, it's kind of a flywheel um, where it's, it's definitely hardest at the start because you're seeing all that fluctuation and you don't have uh, like a business savings account necessarily to fall back on or anything like that. Um, but I think, you know, as we, as we go, we've seen those peaks and troughs kind of come and go and, and we have the, you know, the confidence internally to, to know that if we're in a trough right now, we'll be able to, find another peak sometime shortly. Do you guys have like a five-year plan or a plan business plan for years out of where you want to be? Um, you know, we've, we've, uh, we've talked about it. Uh, we don't have anything formal or written down. Uh, we we kind of have, we, we always have at least the next year uh, kind of sketched out in terms of, you know, here's the kind of work we want to do, like what kind of, you know, revenue numbers are we trying to hit or are we trying to bring on more people or do we kind of want to stay where we're at? Um, so we have a we have a we have a vision for the company. Um, it, it's not you know point by point. Here's what we have to do every three months for five years out. But um, you know, I'd love to I'd love to see us grow into not a huge agency, but you know, I we we've talked about seeing ourselves between maybe ten and twenty people. Um, just kind of here in Chicago, some people are remote or uh, whatever, but uh, just you know, really focused on and doing the work that we want to do and um, and helping support the people who are helping us do that work as well. What would you say, um, you've talked about a little bit of, about um, some challenges. What What is your biggest challenge day to day? So uh, this extends into my personal life as well, but I would say probably saying yes to too many things. Um, this is a big one for me where uh, like, and, and the couple times that I talked about before where I tried being a freelancer and then, then ended up going back to a full-time job um, was because I would just, you know, say yes to every project or every opportunity, even if it wasn't a really good fit for me. Um, and then I would get overbooked and, and things would get crazy. And that's a good problem to have normally. Um, but you know, at some point it can, it can be a lot. And so I think, um, especially when you're starting out and, and doing new business, there's so many different things that you could be doing. Um, we, I've had to try to focus on like, okay, here are the three things that are actually going to help us get where we want to go and, um, and actually move the needle as opposed to, um, just things that are interesting, but end up being, you know, busy work or just, uh, you know, not actually meaningful things for our business. And, um, and that, like I said, extends into my personal life as well. I have, um, a lot of different things going on. And so in, in 2020, kind of one of my goals is to focus a little bit more and kind of do the stuff that, you know, I want to be doing and, um, not, not do the stuff that I just said yes to because I felt like I should. Keenan, we've talked a lot about work. What do you do when you're not working? 
Well, uh, like I said, I have a cat at home, so he, uh, he is very demanding on my time. He likes to hang out, which is great. Um, uh, yeah, I, I like, like I said, traveling, um, for work and not for work as well. Um, I, uh, I, I like traveling around, around the country. Um, hoping to have a couple more international trips in, in 2020. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I, I also just like hanging out in our awesome city. We have some really cool restaurants and, and neighborhoods to hang out in, um, like walking or hanging out down by the lake in the summer is really nice. Uh, not so much in the next couple months here as we get into January and February, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I split my time between doing stuff like that. And then my, my family's out in the suburbs, uh, in the Northwest suburbs, just a, about a 45 minutes away. So I'm very lucky to be able to get out and see them and, uh, play in the church band that my dad, uh, runs and, and so stuff like that. So I, I love, uh, music, which was almost my college major until I transferred <laughs> sophomore year. But, um, what, what do you play? Uh, so I primarily play piano. I do a little bit of guitar. Uh, my college instrument was, was French horn. That's what I played from fifth grade all the way up through college. Uh, but now it's more just, it's more just piano and stuff. Yeah. So you can look me up on Spotify if you'd like. All right. <laughs> my son did the front. He was a piano. Totally gonna. Yep. Yep. We got, got two pieces from college up there and, and one that I did as kind of a, um, uh, a summer camp with like a trio of, of instruments. So oh, cool. Yeah. Horn's yeah, a good one. I remember when my son started playing it, that was, uh, he was told that not that this mattered to him, I guess, but that, uh, colleges are looking for people who play the French horn. So that mm-hmm. seemed appealing as a parent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They always, but then he didn't play it in players. college. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I want to ask you about advice, Keenan. Sure. What advice have you, what's the best advice that you've ever been given or read or taken on board anyway and sure. successfully implemented in your life? Um, well, this kind of comes through in my bio that you read earlier a little bit. Uh, my, both, both my dad and my grandpa um, would always say growing up, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Uh, it was always their thing when they'd see a new you know, something in an infomercial or whatever. Um, and they'd say like, this device lets you cook 20 pancakes at the same time, <laughs> like, or something like that, you know, and they'd say, you know, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And, and that's um, definitely something that we've taken on board um, at, at Alpha Particle and, and kind of in my personal life as well as, uh, you know, we, a lot of our, we've heard from our clients that a lot of our competitors, when they're pitching uh, the same work that we're pitching, um, say, okay, we're going to take your website and your text stack and we're going to throw it out. We're going to rewrite it and react and do all this stuff. Um, and to a lot of people who have built up a business, like that's pretty intimidating. Um, and, and so what we try to do is, you know, work with what they've got, um, work within the bounds of, yeah, like they may have a thing that's three versions out of date in WordPress, but can we kind of update that incrementally and, and do that? And um, with all of the, you know, shiny new stuff in tech, um, just because you could doesn't mean you should, right? <laughs> just so um, that's that's been big for me, and I think that uh, you know if if more developers maybe took on that stuff, we could slow down the pace a little bit and find the things that here's where technology really works, or here's what this technology really works for, um, you know. And that's that's kind of what we try to do day to day. I see how this comes back to what you said in your intro about technology is sometimes or however you said it sometimes the answer not always yeah. yeah and and that's like again that was we this really comes through on a um a client we had in the past where they were trying to do a huge build out um, we were all kind of scrambling to get stuff 
uh, done for the deadline. And there were a lot of feature requests that were coming in that like, you know, could be solved by just telling your editors not to upload this type of image to the website. Right. And so, you know, you can, you can pay me to build, you know, 10 hours of development into making the software force you to upload the right type of image, or you can solve that with, you know, a business rule and, and communication internally. Um, not saying that's a feature that never gets built, but you know, you can save a lot of time and a lot of money, especially with some of the clients we work with who are building new things on a tight timeline or a tight budget. Um, and, and so that's why I always put that in there is because, you know, developers and myself included love to play with new technology or, or find the absolute correct programming solution to every single problem. Um, but, but some problems aren't tech problems and that's okay. Or they don't have to be tech problems. They Absolutely. can be, but they don't yep. have to be. Yeah. And sometimes and when, you implement, a, when you implement ahead. technology, you have more tech problems than you had in the first place. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's just being candid with clients and mm -hmm. with technology. There's there's nine ways to resolve this technical hurdle, and one of which is just send an email to everybody and tell them not to do that. Yep. Uh, you know, depending on the size of the organization and the timetables, you're absolutely right. That can be effective. Now, if there's 4,000 people that have access to that, then that may not be a good solution. But yeah. You know. Keenan, we are running out of time, and it's hard to believe that half an hour has already gone. <laughs> that was quick. But before we before we officially wrap up, please share with us where people can find you online. Sure. Um, so you can definitely look up our company site, uh, alphaparticle.com. Um, if you look for us in Google, you'll probably get links to Wikipedia and a bunch of chemistry answers. So you can just type in alphaparticle.com. Uh, I did exactly that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we, we were paying for AdWords for a while just to try and get us to the top of the search results. Uh, yeah. And it only worked okay. So we're going to revisit that in 2020. But yeah. I like your uh, colors, color scheme. That's, that's how Jay got me on board. Purple's been my favorite color for a long time. So <laughs> the deciding factor for me joining the company was him coloring it purple. So uh, yeah, so it's alphaparticle.com. We've got a blog up there where we post interesting tech experiments we're doing and stuff like that. Um, and then uh, I am at Keenan.dev as well. I was able to snap that up on the, when it went around for sale. So um, those are probably the two best places. I'm on Twitter at, at Kate Copenhaver. I do a lot of retweeting of other people's cool things. Uh, not so much tweeting myself, but um, if, if you're a Twitter person, you can find me there as well. And Spotify. And Spotify, that's true. <laughs> My three songs that are up there, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for <laughs> joining us today. It's great seeing you uh, virtually after meeting you in person. So hope to see you again, maybe in Chicago. Yeah, I hope you guys can make it. We're uh, WordCamp in May, so hopefully we'll see you. Thanks for awesome. having me on today. Thanks, Keenan. Bye. Thanks, Keenan. Nice meeting you. Right, Catch bye. you online soon. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves. <laughs>